Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot-tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with three locations, 1303 East County Road 200 South in Danville, 7410 West U.S. 36 in Danville, and 2238 West U.S. Highway 36 in Danville. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 31. 31- 745-2700 or by going to their website hawkeyestorageunits.com What's happening brothers and sisters this is Chip Snuff you're listening to my friend Alan in Brownsburg, Indiana 98.9 FM Turn it up This is Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger Alan is a Hendricks County native that talks with your favorite entertainers This is where Alan hangs out with music royalty Sights and Sounds is sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. And now your host, Alan Kiger. This is Sights and Sounds. I'm your host, Alan Kiger. And my guest today is Doug Phelps of the Kentucky Headhunters. How's it going, Doug? Hey, Alan. Uh, I'm, doing, I'm doing all right. I'm doing fine. Hanging in there. So what have you been doing over the course of the last year while the country's been shut down? Well, we, of course, you know, the entertainment industry, um, along with most everything else, but uh, certainly the, uh, the industries that, uh, you know, gathered, had large crowds, uh, you know, we pretty much completely got shut down. And um, we um, were scheduled to go in last March uh, to start a new record. And, that you know, that's pretty much when everything started moving or getting canceled. Um, so we, we had to postpone that as well. And, um, you know, it, it, day, for me, it was, you know, day after day, kind of the same thing. You know, days started running together. I'd have to, you know, look at my wife and what day is it today? <laughs> I, I called it, I started getting mushy brain. <laughs> it, was, it, was, uh, it was just a strange, just one of the strangest, uh, you know, times any of us, I guess, I've ever been through, uh, um, you know, with, with pretty much the whole country shut down and, and even most, you know, parts of the world as well. Uh, but, um, you know, we knew we had the new record to record at some point. And uh, even though I couldn't really get it even across, I'm, I'm down in Tennessee, I couldn't get across the line into Kentucky uh, for the longest time without being, you know, having to be quarantined for 14 days. So we just sort of communicated via phone and, and uh, uh, sent, sent each other, you know, the tunes that, that either I had started or Richard or they had started. You know, we kind of started just working on it that way. And uh, finally, <laughs> uh, almost a year later, basically, we, you know, these, these past four weeks or so, uh, you know, we finally uh, uh, got back into the studio and, um, uh, you know, started recording a new project. Uh, a little different for us this time. Uh, because, uh, you know, not really being able to get together during this shutdown time. I, I you know, when we didn't go up to the practice house and, and on Richard and Fred's farm where we normally rehearse and ride and, you know, work up our tunes and kind of get them prepared to go into the studio. So, so that when we walk in the door, you know, we pretty much have an idea uh, of, uh, you know, everybody's input, what everybody's uh, done to, to, you know, to help create the song. This time was different, um, so we just really, we did all of that in the studio. Uh, took us a little longer than normal, because you know, normally we are very prepared when we go in, 
there was something really unique about uh, you know being able to approach it this way. And we just we you know we we didn't get in a hurry. We took our time. We we uh, created and uh, everybody put their bits in and their parts and and it was fresh and um, there was something there's something pretty special about the way it came together this time around. But anyway, uh, you know the uh, the days in between were um, they just all kind of ran together for me. Now, of course, you know you're you're still always busy with stuff around home and. Um, uh, you know, we would see dates come in. Well, they're going to move it to, you know, two months down the road. And then two months later, that date would get moved, you know, two months down the road. So, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was just, it's just a strange time. That, that's really the best way I know to describe it. But uh, we, we survived it. We, we've, uh, uh, you know, we've all hung in there. Greg, our lead guitar player, actually ended up with COVID. He, he's one of them who got COVID. Uh, he did fine. He quarantined himself down in his basement for uh, for the for the 14 day period, and and his his symptoms were mild, thankfully. Uh, he said mostly he just felt really tired. Um, I don't think he even ran fever. Um, but it, you know, it's kind of had a little bit of a lasting effect for him. He he's he's taking his first shot now and getting ready to do a second one. I think this coming week, but uh, he's noticed that his energy levels are still not quite back up to normal. But uh, but he's done very well with it. So I know you know people, certain people hardly even knew that some people didn't even know they had it. Some people had very few symptoms, and then obviously it was very serious for others as well. So it was just uh, I guess according to the individual. But um, that's a long-winded answer to say that it, you know it, 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 it's, it's been. The same for everybody in one respect because of, uh, you know, pretty much everything being shut down. Um, and, uh, you know, some hard times for a lot of folks. And uh, But um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to start seeing, you know, the, the sun on the horizon here with this. Well, me too. When you're talking about recording a, an album and, and you're in Tennessee and they're in Kentucky and you guys can't get together and rehearse, and you said you're talking to each other on the phone or sending texts, when you're when you're writing a song, or does Richard say, "Hey, you know, I've kind of got this idea, Doug. Here's kind of how I want the bass line to go," or do you say, "Hey, I've got a good bass move to this. It should be in this kind of a song." How does that work when you're not together in a, in a group practicing, bouncing ideas off each other? How do you bounce ideas off each other via text or a phone call? Basically, that's about it. 
and then it's up to everybody else uh, to, to come up with, you know, with, with how they want to perform it. Um, and usually that's, you know, I mean, we, we're not, we don't really tell each other, oh, I think you need to play it this way or whatever. That's, you know, everybody has their own thing. And, and, and that really is what ends up making it a headhunter song and making it unique. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about, about the CD that you guys have just recorded? I mean, you guys have got a great catalog of music. Is this going to go along similar to other stuff, or is it different? Is it different? You know, it's it's cause, because it's been a it's been an odd year. Did people have some some odd ideas, or were people were you guys really creative, sitting around and hey, you know, we've got this special idea we can put in a song? Yeah, uh, there there are. Uh of course, with the headhunters, our influences are are vast. We have, you know, we have the the, the, the uh, I'd call it the English rock influence. Uh, we have the blues influence. We have the southern rock influence. We have the bluegrass influence, and even just the, even some traditional country influence. Believe it or not, in in there, and 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 so uh, any any one song can can end up kind of having all of those influences kind of presented in a, uh, in a kind of a musical stew, you know. So so anything that we've done on this record, there will be some similarities. I think people will, you know, will recognize it as they have that, you know, kind of, but a couple of tunes kind of reminds me maybe of our soul album. They're kind of more of a R&B-ish, you know, soulful kind of, kind of, kind of sound. Uh, we've got, we've got a rockabilly tune on there that might, might kind of, remind people of even some of the old, you know, the earlier, old, older stuff, earlier stuff. Um, we've got a couple of really heavy, you know, just heavy rock songs on there as well. Um, and, and so, you know, so it's still a variety of stuff, but it's still, you know, it's still us. It's still just the, you know, the headhunters. And, um, uh, but I think some of the subject material uh, kind of reflects, you know, the, the times. Uh, there's there's a, you know, two or three uh, really what I would call kind of good message songs, you know, just about life and, and uh, uh, you know, kind of where we are in the world right now. So I think, you know, that uh, our, our uh, surroundings in our current times definitely influenced, you know, definitely influenced uh, some of the music and the, and the lyrics on this album. Okay, well, let's go ahead. I want to go ahead and play a, a song from from a CD that you know it's been I think ten years since you cut Dixie Lullabies, and I think that's I know it's not your Grammy award winning picking on Nashville, but it's one of my favorite CDs, and I want to play Great Acoustics. Let's let the listening audience listen to Great Acoustics. Oh, cool! Yeah, very very good. Thanks. That was Great Acoustics. I'm Alan Kiker, and in case you're just tuning in, my guest today is Doug Phelps from the Kentucky Headhunters. Greg, we can listen to, to Great Acoustics. I know you hear people talk about, or musicians talk about, every every song is their 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 baby, and they can't pick a favorite one. And they're all the same to them. But do you have a favorite album that you've recorded? Well, what you say is true. It's hard, to, you know. It's always hard to to pick, you know. I guess maybe one one particular thing, but um, you know, I mean, obviously picking on Nashville, uh, you know, being the, the first one, <laughs> excuse me, and being, you know, the one that uh, kind of stirred it all up. Um, 
that album, you know, obviously holds a, a special place in, in all our hearts, for sure. Uh, but, uh, you know, um, Electric Barnyard, the next album, while we were out there that whole year touring with Hank, you know, that was a crazy special time, a lot of fun, and uh, some great tunes on that album as well. But, um, uh, I, you know, uh, the, the project we got to do, the two projects we got to do with Johnny Johnson, you know, Chuck Berry's original piano player, he, um, and Johnny got inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, for all of his early contributions uh, on all those old Chuck Berry hits. And, um, you know, getting to uh, be in the same room with him and, and um, you know, play music and write music with him was, was such it was a great honor as well. And so, that, you know, it's, it's almost like everyone does have kind of its special moments, uh, you know, that, that, you know, it just becomes special, you know, it comes special to you. So it, it's hard. To, it's a hard one. That's a hard one to answer. Okay. I, I, I take that. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, and this latest one, this latest one, some of the best sounds and, and uh, performances and, you know, it's just, uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be one. And, and how we had to do it, and how it all came together, you know, that, that that's going to be special too in its own way. So, Do you have a name for the, for the new project yet? We do not. I mean, we literally... You know, you and I have been texting back and forth about, uh, you know, getting this set up at the right time. Last night, um, I drove up to Kentucky to the studio, and we, we put the final tweaks on our final mixes. And so we, you know, we, we're we 99% sure that the, that the, the mixes are done. Uh, we're, we're, you know, got to work out our deal. With, it's a label overseas, over in England, that uh, actually approached us uh, this past year about wanting to work with us on our next record. So, you know, got to get the deal finalized. And um, and then it goes to mastering. The, the whole, the whole, all the mixes, you know, go to the mastering process. That compresses and, you know, to, uh, tweaks any of the overall sounds, tones or whatever. It, it's, that's the final process. Uh, you know, kind of the last sweetening process, and uh, um, and then you know the label has a couple of months worth of setup for promotions and publicity, and you know a pro shoot a video and all those things that go hand in hand with that. So we still have a lot of work to do, but of course for us the, the most important part of it is is you know the creative part and getting that done. So uh, we're we're still a little ways out from the release. But um, we, we've taken that first great step for sure. Okay, when you talk about you're going to put out a video for that, is there a song that you as a group have decided, hey, this might be the one we want to make a video for, or is that something the record company gets involved with, or is it a combination of both? I think it'll probably be a combination of both. That's usually how we uh, approach things. They'll have ideas, and we'll have ideas, and you know, we'll have to have a meeting of the minds, obviously, and come to the. Uh, you know, to an agreeable uh, same uh, conclusion, but uh, uh, yeah, that'll I think that'll be uh, you know something between us and the label to decide. Okay. Well, I want to listen to one more song here from Dixie Lullabies, and before we get into that song, I know I've talked to you, I've talked to everybody in the in the Kentucky Headhunters group, and you, I like how you guys all give everybody you know equal credit. Everybody's a part of writing the song, uh, which absolutely. I it helps continuity and keeps people from fighting over money and all the silly things that happens with groups. But yes. I've got a question. When you listen to Les Paul's standard and you listen to the words, was 
did Greg have a have a bigger influence in writing that? Because it just sounds like something that, you know, obviously he's he's not the, the lead singer and he's not Richard. And it to me when I listen to that I say, huh, that song sounds like Greg. Well, you know, obviously he is he is the Les Paul guy. Yeah. <laughs> in our band and, and so but that's something that Richard started and Richard wrote and brought to the band uh, but but Greg was uh, you know a part of that influence for sure and then of course his input uh, on something on a song like that was um, you know was, was pretty heavy he, he, he did a lot on that one okay well let's go ahead and listen to Les Paul Standard alright that was Les Paul Standard I'm your host, Alan Kiger, and if you're just tuning in, my guest today is Doug Phelps of the Kentucky Headhunters. Doug, i got a couple other questions to ask you here. We've talked about what you've done over COVID time. I want to ask you, what was the best thing that you enjoyed about being locked down for a year, and what was the worst part about being locked down for a year? Uh Uh-huh. Well, um... That's right. I really didn't get into specifics about what I was doing, other than just day running into day. But you know, the best the best part obviously was was you know being with the family. Uh, you know, I still have uh, four grandbabies, a daughter, son-in-law, the better half, of course, and two dogs here at the house, <laughs> and an outdoor cat that, that's been around for fourteen years. Um, so you know, being able to uh, obviously have that time with them uh, was unlike any other time we've ever been able to experience so that was very special some of the uh, some of the things that kept us busy around here was well we're here so let's uh, let's clean out the garage okay take everything out go through it all throw away donate put it back in the right place let's go through the uh, kitchen drawers and the cabinets okay uh, well, let's clean out the, the whole back ditch row and the, and the side ditch. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and then we went through my music. My, I have a separate building, a music building. I call it my music building out here next to the house. It's a, it's about a, oh, maybe a, not the size of a three-car garage type thing, but it's an all-brick building that matches the house and everything. And I, you know, I, it's, I keep my equipment in here. I keep my, you know, the music guitars, amps, all that stuff. I, I have my little, my little desk area here, my little L-shaped desk where I, where I do my own little small demos uh, on my little garage band app on my iPad. And, um, uh, and then I have, uh, my treadmill in here and I've got, you know, files of the shelves full of files and boxes and, you know, just, just, it, it was, it was just literally piled up so bad I had, you know, paths is about all I had in here. I could get to my treadmill, you know, get my exercise. I could get over to my little refrigerator over there, you know, but it, so that was one of the other projects that it was three days of, of building more shelves, those big metal shelves. To, you know, to stack the guitars and the amps in, and uh, going through all the guitars because I've you know have collected them over the years, and uh, I mean threw away a bunch, donated a bunch, uh, give away some stuff, um, and at least now I've got it's not it. <laughs> it looks better, but it's still not completely. 
done yet. So, I, you know, it was productive. It was, it was all these things were very productive. But, you know, I, they weren't a whole lot of fun to do, but they, but, but you know, it was necessary. And obviously we had the time to do it. So I think those would be my, my two opposite ends. <laughs> okay. Well, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Tell me, yeah, things are starting to open up here, it looks like. Like things are going to start happening where we're maybe going to go on tour. How bad did you miss going on tour and miss the people? Because you guys probably had more time off in the last year than you've probably had off in your career if you pilot together. Well, that, that that's true. Um, you know, the, the live performance for us has always been you know, uh, up there at the very top of, of importance for us. We, we love performing. Uh, you know, we love having the crowd out there with us and having a good time. And, and um, I missed it. I missed it terribly. Um, you know, it's okay. What I like about how we normally approach things is we'll, we usually, we'll have, you know, a little small handful of dates early in the year, January, February. March, it'll start picking up by April, May, June, July, August, September, October, and on into November, we're, you know, we're out. We're not, not, not going constantly, but, you know, for us, it's mostly weekends, uh, leave on a Thursday, get back on a Sunday or Monday, you know, have a couple of days off and do it all over again. So that was, that's what we are used to. That's what we've been doing for 34 years or anywhere longer than that for me because, you know, me and Greg going all the way back and from 81 touring, touring on the road with Ronnie McDowell, cut the country music artist. We, we stayed really busy with him as well. So, uh, you know, I miss getting on the bus. I miss getting in that bunk. I always slept really well. I sleep real well in that bunk while we're going down the road. And, uh, you know, just uh, the whole thing of it, the camaraderie of being with the guys, being with our, you know, our musical brothers and, and literally Richard and Fred being brothers, you know? So, um, uh, it was, uh, it, it was, it was hard to, you know, it, I missed it and it was kind of hard to, uh, you know, fathom, uh, being, being off that long, but, um, you know, it looks like for us, even the first part of this year, we had dates that had been from last year that had been pushed to this part of the year. And of course, you know, they, they've been pushed on now to June and beyond. Uh, I think we have one date in April uh, that hasn't moved, and we have two in May that has moved. But once June gets here, if things, you know, continue in the direction they're headed uh, and, and none, you know, nothing else kind of gets moved or, or canceled, then from June on through, certainly through November, uh, we'll we'll have a good, a good second half of the year because a lot of stuff has been, you know, has been moved uh, to, to the uh, second half of this year. So we're hoping that that's when we can get rolling and, uh, you know, get back out there. And, and we, hey, we have, a, we have a new album to promote and, and, you know, all that good stuff. So that's that's what we're uh, what we're hoping for and what we're looking forward to. I'll tell you, we've, we've missed seeing you guys. I've missed seeing live concerts. And we really enjoy coming out and seeing the Kentucky Headhunters. Listeners, I'm telling you, if you get a chance and they're around your area, and I'll kind of drop a little uh, teaser here. The, they're in the works of playing somewhere within the listening audience's range in August if everything goes as planned. But when you're, when you're talking about a, promoting a new album, with your guys' catalog of music, and I know you've got to play all the hits, Dumas Walker, everything that's, that's a hit from the first two albums, but how do you guys sit down and say here's what we want to play tonight and 
pick from all those albums and pick 90 minutes worth of music? Well, it's um, it, it's kind of difficult. We, I mean, when we have 15 albums or however many, I think it's 15 albums or so now. Um, you know, we, we try to kind of do a cross-section, one from this one, one from that one, although there's a couple albums that we don't have enough time, you know, to really play anything from. But but the cross-section, we want to represent, you know, the old, uh, the... Um, you know, some of the middle because we have the Johnny Johnson stuff in there that we that we kind of feature in the middle of the set. Oh, and that's you great. know the blues and oh, that stuff and and, um, um, and uh, well, and even first quarter there's well they were new a couple two or three years ago. <laughs> you know, this whole past year's gone. Yeah, they're not new anymore, but. We, you know, we snuck uh, uh, one or two in from uh, from the album before last, um, and then towards the end of the set, then we get back into like you know, uh, Milkman, which is from the first album, uh, All Lonesome Me from the first album, Spirit in the Sky from the second album, and of course Doom is at the very end, and um, so we kind of we kind of bookend it with with uh, you know some of the earlier and some of the old, uh, uh, some of the earlier, some of the new newer let's put it that way and then um, kind of booking it with uh, you know with, with some of the older stuff at the end well Doug I want to thank you for being my guest here today is there anything that I didn't ask you that you would like to tell the listening audience before I let you go well uh, no you did great I'm uh, hoping everybody is uh, staying safe and healthy and uh, you know take care of yourselves out there and uh, come out and see us we'll be back around at some point in time so y'all come see us Thanks, Doug, for being my guest here on Sights and Sounds. I've really enjoyed talking to you. You know, I've missed seeing you guys. I've missed seeing you. We just, you're one of our, you're one of our group's favorite bands. And every time we're around you, we, we just have a good time. And I want to thank you for well, taking the time out of your schedule to give my listening audience a talking to. Man, my pleasure. It's always great to see you guys. Look forward to seeing you again soon. You've been listening to Sights and Sounds with Alan Kiger, sponsored by Hawkeye Storage in Danville. Join us the first and third Sunday of every month at 11 a.m. on WYRZ. And don't forget, if you miss a broadcast, you can hear the podcast at sightsandsoundspromotions.com, where Alan hangs out with music royalty. Hawkeye Self Storage in Danville has electricity hookups, 14-foot tall doors, and 60-foot drive lanes, private bays, interior and exterior lighting with 24-7 access gated entry. They also feature indoor RV and boat storage with three locations, 1303 East County Road 200 South in Danville, 7410 West U.S. 36 in Danville, and 2238 West U.S. Highway 36 in Danville. More information can be found by calling their phone number at 312 312- Seven seven four five two seven zero zero, or by going to their website, HawkeyeStorageUnits.com.